0: The theologian from the Temple of Trivia, your host, Jordan Halverson, with Trivial 10. Welcome to Trivial 10. Yes, my name is Jordan Halverson. This week we're going to do things a little bit differently. It's 10 things I love about Galveston. Yes, Galveston, Texas. Yes, don't, don't stop listening. It is... Actually, there's a lot going on down there. And first, an apology, a public apology to the city and the citizens of Galveston, Texas. I've been there many times being a Fort Worth native, living in Texas, I've gone there for school field trips, gone there for family trips, gone there with friends, gone there to get on a cruise ship, all of those things. And I have said, well, it's the armpit of Houston. That was a little strong. That was a little strong. And... You know, I have family in Houston. I've got to be careful. I'm, I'm on public record here now. Um, I It is so humid down there, first of all. But Galveston, we went last weekend because it was my wife's birthday. We said, let's get away for the weekend just to get away, ship the kids over to my parents' house. And they were so lovely and caring and generous to give the whole weekend to watch the kids. Actually, that was the second weekend in a row. I have the most awesome parents in the world. So uh, we go down to Galveston. It it, it really depends on the circumstances and the timing that you went, and that's with most things in life, whether you're going to enjoy yourself or not. So let's start with number one, and we can dive into it here. Number one, convenience for Texans and for New Mexicans, Coloradoans, Oklahomans, Arkansans, Uh, Louisianians, is that a thing? No, they're going to go more to, like, uh, Florida, Mississippi, Alabama. But for the most part, this is the closest beach for us here in the middle of the country. And you don't have to get on a flight. You can take a – from the Dallas-Fort Worth area, you can get there under five hours, I'm sure. Uh, We kind of took our time. It took us five and a half hours. And we also arrived in the Houston area, uh, you know, around – 11 o'clock, 1130. So we got there with plenty of time to miss rush hour from the beginning or the end of the day. So that was awesome. So wherever you are in Texas, you know, unless you're in El Paso, it's great, great um, convenience to you to get to a beach. Now I know Port Aransas for us in Dallas-Fort Worth, that's about, if you've got kids, 10 hours, but you can get down there in about, I think, seven and a half hours if you just beeline it. But Galveston was so convenient for us especially for a weekend because you don't want to spend half the trip driving so I would say that is number one thing I love about Galveston, Texas. Number two opportunities for fun now hear me out on this, hear me out they have, they have restaurants which we'll talk a little bit more, they have the port where you can go down there, have a good meal, stay the night and hop on a cruise ship come back, get a good meal head on back to wherever you came from there's so much history there. There's so many things you can take a tour of. Uh, there are the beaches, of course. Now, they're not Destin. They're not Cozumel. They're not Coronado Island. They're not Fiji. They are beaches. They are clean. You know, unless you go to that one that has the dead pelican in 1999 and it creeps you out for a few years. That was a huge pelican. It was rotting there. But anyways, I digress. The point is, is there's plenty of things to do there. It's not a tiny little town. It is a city. Galveston is a full-on city with a rich history and lots of things to do. Number three, the food. As I mentioned, the food. So we arrived on my wife's birthday. So, of course, we were thinking we've got to go to Landry's. Landry's Seafood. And so that's that's kind of a big deal, right? And so we go there. I get the almond-crusted mahi-mahi it was ridiculous. Out of this world. Fantastic. And then they have something called a Cadillac. And that was awesome. That was a drink. Um, then we had, uh, whatever we have? No, when we first got there, though, we went to a place called The Spot. And it is right on the seawall. And it has the best fish tacos I have ever had in my life. Now, we're not talking about, like, little dices of fish. Like, a fried filet On your fish taco. And it was one meal with two of them. And we split it. And it was like, there was still food, like, left over. And it came with chips, okay? Chips and queso. Not chips and salsa, not chips and guacamole. Which would be fantastic anyway. But chips and queso. Guacamole is usually extra. But queso is definitely extra. And they gave us queso with our fish taco. Amazing. Then we went to Fisherman's Wharf. We had gone there previously on a trip with my family a couple years ago down to Surfside Beach. And... Fisherman's Wharf was amazing. I had, what did I have there? The mahi-mahi again, because I am a fiend for mahi-mahi. And I'm like, when you are on the coast, you need to get seafood. Steak is awesome, and it's hard to mess up. But when you are on the coast, get seafood, because they know, usually, they know what they're doing there. You get shrimp cocktails. We got that at both of those restaurants um, at Fisherman's Wharf and at Landry's. And then, we shout out to Jeff Carrico, Sunflower Cafe and Bakery, it's inland a little bit, but get this, here's what we got. A grilled cinnamon roll. You heard me right, a grilled cinnamon roll. It'll change your life. Like, it was amazing. And that's just what we started with. Oh, and they've got, like, it's like 45 minutes to an hour to get in if you go at the, at, you know, prime time on a, I think we went on a Sunday morning before we head back, but uh, we got... What did we get? Iced coffee as we were waiting. So we got that. Then the grilled cinnamon roll when we finally get our table. And then we got a, what was in that? Prosciutto and brie omelet. And then we got um, Eggs Benedict. But like nothing there is a bad choice, I'm sure. It was it was fantastic. So I highly recommend those four places. Uh, and I'll put those in the comments. So if you're down there and you want to check them out, you can. And there's probably plenty of other favorites that you're shouting at me right now uh, that are that are awesome. But the food in Galveston is fantastic. Number four, the seawall. So in 1900, there is this, it's called the Great Storm, and it comes and absolutely obliterates Galveston. So they're absolutely devastated. And and prior to the Great Storm, it's it's this huge, bustling port, right? And I'll talk a little bit more about that in a little bit. But the seawall is 10 miles long. It took eight years to build. This thing is like ridiculous it's legit but it goes all along you know it's it almost reminds me of some like a boardwalk but across the beach there at the top you can get to anything so you go up from the beach the beach is 100 yards deep you go up the stairs you go to the jetty and you can get across to everything like rita's custard gosh it was so good the coffee custard was amazing there um there was oh gosh what was that place Oh, I'll have to put it in the comments. It was a salmon salad, but it was a salmon steak, basically, put on top of a Caesar salad. And that was our lunch that day on Saturday. It was crazy. And then we went back down to the beach, and we are just right there. Everything was right there. And so I love that about the seawall, because Port Aransas is awesome, but you have to drive past the dunes, and you can drive onto the beach, which is cool. But then, to go back and get anything, you've got to go up into town, right? On the seawall, it's not like that. You walk... 100 yards up to the street, cross the street, and everything you would ever want is right there, including a Kroger or an academy. It's just, it's everything is right there at your fingertips, which is really cool about the seawall. So number five, I talked a little bit about the history. So it has a very rich history in Galveston. So it's named after Bernard, Bernardo de Galvez because he helped the Patriots during the Revolutionary War by keeping British armies and supplies away from the Mississippi River. So he earned that name, man. He earned that island name. So that was really cool. So that's the namesake. And so it was the second richest port in the United States prior to um, prior to the Great Storm, of course, that I mentioned. The only one that was richer was Newport, Rhode Island at the time. So there's some a few other things that were first in Texas. It was the first city with electricity, it was the first city with an opera house in Texas, and it was the first city with a bakery. In Texas, so a lot of firsts there. And if you go down some some of these streets in the back neighborhoods, you can see these houses that have been there for uh, you know over a hundred years. And and people buy them and they upkeep them and they take care of them and they maintain them. We saw one couple while we were waiting um, for the cafe over there at Sunflower Cafe come out, and they're taking care of their house. And I was like, they've got to spend like half their weekend working on the house because it was it was immaculate. And I didn't see any kids. I just saw fur babies. So I think when you <laughs> if you have kids, you know. You can't spend half your weekend maintaining your home. But it looked like a lot of work, but the house was absolutely gorgeous. And it's like that plantation style. It's really neat. Number six, the beach. Okay, so I said it's not the Atlantic. It's not the Pacific. It's not Cozumel. It's not Hawaii. I've been to all of those places. Even Port a has a nicer beach if you will so what happens is all the rivers that dump out near Houston and Galveston whenever it rains brings all that silt down washes it out into the Gulf of Mexico because if you go when it has not rained in a long time the water there is clear and it's aqua colored and then all the rain washes out all the silt and it's like a process it goes over and over and over and over and just always goes right it's a vicious cycle but But, I will say, for the beach that it is, because you can't expect Hawaii and you can't expect Cozumel, because you're not there. You're in Galveston, Texas. This is how it looks. It is actually very nice. Very nice. And it feels great to be on the beach. The wind's going. What I would recommend, though, and I'd never done this before, because I was probably too cheap. But, you find the rental person. For $40, they give you the giant umbrella that is impenetrable to sunlight. That thing was total blackout. And then two lawn chairs. You don't have to worry about dragging anything down there. Your cooler. You want to bring your cooler, right? Your books, sunglasses, a Speedo, all those things. Some Googles. Um, but, you know, don't feed the seagulls also. The people next to us at the end with their kids, they're throwing bur- the um, bread out for the seagulls. It's so annoying. So annoying. So rude. But anyways, just don't do it. Don't do it. They don't need to be. Do- There's plenty of other places they can go find food like the ocean. That's where they're supposed to go anyway. So get the umbrella and the chair package. If you leave a towel on there, they'll know it's you're still there and you're holding it. So we went to lunch, left our couple old towels there. And actually, the girl was behind us. We were like, hey, are we good to leave our cooler? And she's like, yeah, I got you. She was there the whole day. So we left our stuff. And for $40, we had a spot right there in front of the beach all day. So that was awesome. Do that. Number seven, the wildlife. Okay. I mentioned we went there a couple of years ago, Surfside Beach. But there is a dolphin cruise in Galveston where it, it's behind the Fisherman's Wharf. Or actually, Willie's Seafood and Grill. Right back there, there is a museum with, with a ship that is, I think, 150 years old. It is an old wooden ship. It's not like Ron Burgundy. <laughs> an old, old wooden ship. Named Diversity. No, it was it's named Elissa, And it is they have revamped it. It has an engine room now. They it's a sailboat or a sail a ship with a sail. It was a merchant ship. And so it had gone to die in Greece. And in the seventies, they went over there and they revived the ship. They tow it over here and then they absolutely remodeled it. It is beautiful. But when we were eating at Ship Fisherman's Wharf, it is stowed right there so it's in port. i don't know all the, the terms but it is right there and you can if it's not out at sea then you can look at it right there and it is awesome they're like it's a piece of history sitting there on the water and it's still they still use it today so that was pretty cool and then besides the dolphin cruise, like i said seagulls they're cool kind of annoying if you're feeding them bread pelicans are absolutely beautiful elegant creatures and they are so sneaky the way they get their their fish. So I I just me and Robin we both love pelicans. So we would sit there and watch them all day. Surfside Beach there was a it was a little bit like of a cove when we were down there a couple of years ago, and there were little crabs down there biting my kids' feet. Not like they weren't bleeding or really hurting, but it, that's still annoying. You don't want to do that. So that was a little irritating. But when we were on the main island there, there was nothing. There was fish like you would expect at a beach, but not. You know, no shellfish coming up and nipping at your feet. But I guess that's hit or miss. It really depends probably on the time of the year, the beach, all that stuff. Because you know there's stuff in the sand living there. But these were guys like this big coming out and nipping at my children's feet. So they didn't love that. Uh, Let's see. And then our waiter at the place where I got the giant salmon salad. Basically, it was a giant salmon on top of a couple leaves and so much dressing. So good. Oh, it was called Doc Holidays. Doc Holidays, 61st in the seawall. They just did their grand opening. Kevin, if you're listening, probably not. Great job, man. Great uh, recommendation on the salmon uh, salad. Anyways, my point is that he was out there when it was clear and everything, and he said, way out there, way out there, you can see the shark's That are much deeper out there, right? But we have to know they're out there, right? They don't come in closer. They don't want to interact with humans, but they're out there. They're eating fish out there. And so, just so you know, in the ocean, there are sharks and they're pretty much everywhere. But the likelihood of them attacking you is very slim. It's like lightning. So, actually, I think there's more people killed by lightning than are bitten by a shark every year. But the wildlife, it's just, it's part of being at the ocean. Number eight, the night breeze. This one sounds a little bit like out there, but after the sun goes down and you are you find a good place to go up on a deck at night, the wind coming off of the ocean is there's nothing like that. There's nothing like that. So at Galveston, you do get that. you they checks the box, man. Just sit there at the end of the day after soaking in the rays all day. you're tired, you're exhausted. you've got a nice cold drink. In your hand, full with dinner, and you feel that sea breeze coming. The seawall is a great place to walk up and down to enjoy that. Now, it does get a little busy, so um, the further south that you go, south and west that you go, it gets a little less busy, but that's a good place to go experience that. Number nine, the obligatory Bucky's stop on the way. If you are from Texas, you're probably familiar with Bucky's, it is basically a glorified gas station. It is massive, but they claim to have the the cleanest bathrooms in the world, and they are. There's someone in there, like, constantly cleaning the stalls and the urinals and the sinks and everything, dude. It is, like, legit. So probably most people listening to this have been to a Bucky's, but they're massive, too. And they have barbecue They're cooking barbecue there. They're cooking breakfast tacos, breakfast burritos. We got one on the way down at breakfast, because I told you, it's the obligatory trip. So we went in, went to the bathroom, and then you get this giant burrito that's like, it's as big as a Chipotle burrito, but it's a breakfast burrito, and you can split it for breakfast. Like, it's ridiculous. And then the barbecue's good. They make fudge. They sell all sorts of, like, roasted and sweetened nuts and everything. You could get every, any kind of drink you would want is all there, all that selection. So I... I have a Bucky's by our house. Like we, they built one in our area, like not far from us at all. So kind of took the novelty away from me, but at the same time, I like I know exactly where to go. I know my way around the Bucky's. That's all I'm saying. So if you do see the Bucky's on the side, like it is always jammed up on the gas. So I don't go there for gas because I feel like it's always backed up and full, especially off of I45 from uh, Dallas Fort Worth down to Houston, but stop by Bucky's. Check it out, even if you just do it once, because the bathrooms are a delight, friend. They are a delight. And number ten, what I love about Galveston is that it is it is a cruise hub. Royal Caribbean, Norwegian Cruise Line, of course Carnival. They all sail from Galveston, and again, this is five five and a half hours from Dallas Fort Worth and many other places in Texas. So. It's an amazing place to go, stop, get a great bite to eat, and hop on there. And you don't have to go down there and stay the night. You can leave that morning, go get on the ship, come back, drive home that night. No flights, anything like that, which can be a little bit of a hassle, especially if you're trying to get back in time so you don't miss a flight, like taking a cruise out of Miami, for example. So – Anyways, my whole point is that it is so cool that we have that at our fingertips because those cruise ships, I mean, they're going down to Belize, Honduras. You can go even over to the Bahamas on some of these Eastern Caribbean um, tours. So, in fact, we were down there and we're leaving, and Robin has been so unsure about taking a cruise. I've been on two in my life, not a lot. But one on Carnival and one on Norwegian. And one was in Hawaii and one was in the Western Caribbean, so Mexico. And when we were down there, it, I had a really good time. But this is, you know, 15, 17 years ago. So I've been trying to – she's been, no, I don't want to go. on to big floating disease um, trap. And I was like, no, no, it is huge. And they keep it very clean. And when you get on there, you don't feel like you're on a boat. It is a floating city. So we went over, and Royal Caribbean has its own terminal there, and a lot of you probably already knew that, but it has its own terminal and parking and all that stuff. So we just we found out one of the ships was there, and I can't remember which one it was, probably Harmony of the Seas, which is, by the way, the longest cruise ship in the world, and it's out of Galveston. And we looked at it, and she was like, oh, wow, that is massive, massive. So we decided right then and there, this is what we were going to do for her big birthday that's coming up next year. So we are going to take that Royal Caribbean cruise out of Galveston and it's going to be stinking awesome. Cannot wait. And I will, I will be um, recording on the cruise ship for that. So that'll be fun. But anyways, guys, that's it for this week's episode. I know it was a little bit longer. Thanks for hanging in there with me. Thanks for spending time with me. I know your time is valuable. Please remember to like, share, and subscribe. It really helps with the algorithm, algorithms and getting the word out about Trivial Tense. I appreciate that. And then uh, next time I see you, I will have some more beautiful scenery. I will tell you that. It will not be inside. So there's a little hint. You'll have to tune in to see what that looks like. All right, guys. We'll see you next time. Bye.